0: Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Not Your Average T-Time podcast. I'm your host, Tabaria, and today the NFL announced that the Jets will be the hard knocks team for this season. And let me tell you, I am excited. I could not be more intrigued about how this coverage will be different than how the Jets usually do their one-Jets drive coverage because one-Jets drive is definitely a – New York Jets, state media kind of thing. They do a great job putting out content, right? But it's always just like fluff, super nice, not really showing like the real true behind the scenes stuff. Every now and then they'll show some stuff, but it's pretty doctored and they don't really give you the full details. With Hard Knocks in town, the Jets still are going to have some creative control there, but Hard Knocks can put out whatever they want pretty much. So, They will get to say, hey, we don't, we feel like you maybe shouldn't do that, but they're still gonna go in depth and go a little deeper than the one-jet drive thing does. So I know a lot of people on Twitter were disappointed. There's no other way to put it. They were a little disappointed that the Jets got selected. They said, we don't need these distractions. We don't need all these extra cameras. And a lot of people have said a lot of crazy things. A lot of crazy things, a lot of good things, a lot of good points to cover that. They said, well, look, the Jets always have cameras everywhere with their one Jets drive thing already. So they're going to be in an excellent position to just keep them rolling with hard knocks there. And plus, in this age we're in today, where social media is everywhere and all you really ever see is social media stuff and people are always getting covered, it's just going to be like another day in the park for them. At first, the players might feel like a little taken aback, but. Eventually, they'll get used to it. The cameras will just blend into the background here. Let's take a second, though, to talk about some of the storylines that I'm really going to be interested in when the Jets get camp rolling and the hard-knock cameras are there. Starting off, Aaron Rodgers. He was a new king in the AFC East, and it's going to be very interesting to see how much access Aaron Rodgers allows to hard-knock cameras and how he's portrayed Particularly, I want to see what Jets fans and everybody else in the NFL, how do they feel about Aaron Rodgers after Hard Knocks wraps up? Do they like him more or do they hate him more? Because you got to admit, he's a polarizing dude. He's got a lot of big thoughts in his head, but he can throw the ball. So how are they going to feel after the end of Hard Knocks? Are they going to hate him more or are they going to love him more? Speaking of quarterbacks, Zach Wilson. All right. Uh, how much exposure is Zach Wilson going to allow these hard-nosed cameras to get? How truthful is he going to be with the cameras? He did a pretty good job in the offseason talking about his demotion and how he's super excited to work with Aaron Rodgers and how even before the Jets traded for Aaron Rodgers, he was out there working out with him, trying to learn from him. So I think Zach is really, really happy that Aaron Rodgers is a New York Jet. He gets to learn from him for a couple of years, maybe just one year. And we'll see how Zach responds to that. Excuse me. But here's the thing. Aaron Rodgers, going back to the quarterbacks, him specifically, we got to figure out his contract. And I'm going to be very curious how people react if that contract restructure detail drops during this hard-knock show. So presently, he's expected to make point. 165 million with the Jets this year. If he comes back to play next year, if their Jets are going to owe him $107.55 million. And that's what he's going to count against for a salary cap. I don't know about you, but I don't see that happening. So if A, he'll retire. But if he retires, how does that work? Is he still going to be on the books for a salary cap hit? There's something we'll have to find out. And the last thing I have about Zach is I really hope this whole offseason and training camp, he really gets a chance to ball out. I know OTAs, there were some mixed signals coming from the beat saying that. Some people said Zach looked good. He made some good throws. Some people said still same old Zach Wilson making crazy throws. I think with hard knocks there, we'll get to see for ourselves. It won't be 100% brutally honest, but – They'll let us know if he's not playing well. And two, training camp. The beat reporters will put out everything they can. We'll have fans in the stands. They'll let us know, how Zach really doing? But for the love of God, NFL films, please, I don't want any coverage about Zach Wilson's mom. She's a nice lady. Just leave her out of the show for me, me personally. So, People love Zach Wilson's mom. She's a nice lady. I don't have any opinion on her one way or another, but I want to know who's going to be the training camp darling for this training camp in the hard knock season. It's always one person, right? One person people just love who's great for the cameras and they do everything they can to just, you know, eat up the airtime. My nomination is going to be either a prediction is going to be either Makai Beckton or... Carl Lawson. I've seen a lot of stuff from Carl Lawson and he just a lot of video of him just talking. And he's, he's a very likable guy. He's somebody who just loves football and anime and his girlfriend. What more can you ask for? And so he's finally becoming healthy after Terrence Achilles two years ago. And then he re-injured it during the rehab process. And he probably shouldn't have played for the first six or seven games, but he was out there week one, trying to give it his all did not look like his normal self. So. And Makai Becton, if you guys follow the Big Ticket on Twitter, you'll know he's interacting with everybody. He's funny. He's motivating people. So he's on the journey himself trying to get back into the left starting spot. But Dwayne Brown's there. And from all the comments, it sounds like Robert Sala is going to make sure that uh, it is Dwayne Brown's left tackle spot. I don't know if you guys can hear this, but there are birds Fighting outside the window right now. They've been going on for a while. Sounds like they just stopped. Of course, I started talking about it and they stopped. But uh, another favorite, fan favorite for who's going to be the training camp, darling, is Sauce Gardner. Everybody loves Sauce. Heck of a player. Charismatic. Easy to root for if he's on the Jets. And, you know, he's been in a little Twitter feud back and forth with Asante Samuel and CJ Gardner Johnson. Because I mean, they're saying, like, oh, Sauce is good, but he's not as good as everybody's making him out to be, is the New York media. And Sauce's retort to that was: look, if I was terrible, they let me know I was terrible. But they're not saying that. They're saying I'm actually good. When you're good in New York, they let you know. When you're bad in New York, they let you know. They're straight shooters like that. So just let me be great. There's enough recognition and game out here for everybody to play well. And a lot of his peers didn't like that. So they started saying, oh, you're not that good. You're not that good. Hopefully all that stuff gets pushed behind. And people will like Sauce in training camp here. Sauce was rookie last year. One thing I want to point out is really there aren't any rookies who are under immense pressure to, proceed to succeed right away with this training camp. So normally a team on here has a first overall pick or second overall pick. Like last year when the Detroit Lions was on it, they had uh, Aiden Hutchinson and there was a lot of focus on Aiden Hutchinson. People knew he'd be playing right away. There was the expectations for him right away, and yeah, he he balled out that season last season. People think he should have been the Defensive Player of the Year instead of Sauce. I am not one of those people. So, just took Will McDonald Will McDonald the fourth in the first round, pick fifteen. Jets run like a NASCAR package. He's not going to play too much, so he's not going to be under the pressure. Hard Knocks will probably highlight him. Yeah. However, it's not going to be like every play, the camera's on him, because he doesn't have to do that right now. I think he's more on the Bryce Huff um, timeline versus like a Carl Lawson or John Franklin Myers, and that's going to be good for him. He's going to be good. Speaking of like comeback players and rookies. I'm really curious to see how much they're going to show of Brees Hall in his rehab and his comeback and, his, and all that stuff. You know, he tore his ACL against the Broncos last year. And according to Brees, he's ready to go. Brees is like, look, do not hold me back. I am ready to run. I'll be ready week one. And Brees is so good that the Jets are like, no, we believe you. However, we kind of want to have to protect you from yourselves. And that's what you have to do as a coach for these football players. even any, any athlete, sometimes you have to protect them from themselves. I want Brees to come back and be the Brees Hall of last year right away week one. But I think it's such a long season that you don't necessarily need to rush them out there right away. You have a bunch of good running backs. You got Michael Carter, who's looking to rebound from a subpar year. You have Zonovan Knight, who's looking to continue to show he can play in this league, all right? And you have uh, Izzy Adabanke, the rookie they just took from Pittsburgh, who has shades of Tevin Coleman, or the other dude, Raheem Mostert, I want to say his name was, the guy from San Francisco. Who Once they get past that first wave, you're not catching him. Right? This dude's that fast, he's that good. And so it's going to be really Really fun to watch him grow and develop and see what happens if he breaks one off to the outside this season. But first, the hard knocks. Speaking of running backs here, another thing I'm interested in see is what who's going to be the surprise signing this year. So like last year, late in camp, it was Quan Alexander, linebacker. This year, everybody's hoping it's going to be Dalvin Cook. All right. Dalvin Cook, he ended up saying like, oh, I'm going to sign closer to training camp. That's more so my timeline. I'm uh, I'm not going to rush to sign right now. And people are saying the money isn't right. Albert Breer was on uh Dan Patrick show yesterday. He said the team to look out for for Dalvin Cook, I still think, is the Jets. They're in a win mode now, win now mode. And he makes the most sense for them and they make the most sense for him. Probably just waiting for a little extra money. Hopefully he gets it. But with Aaron Rodgers back there, Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall is coming off the injury. You can bring in a Dalvin Cook and have him start right away while you work Brees Hall back into the lineup. And that's just a dangerous one-two punch. And it's a long season, like I said. People get hurt. Dalvin is known to get hurt. Dalvin gets hurt, you can call up Bam. You can call up Izzy. You can call up. Call it me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> They'll call me up. I can't do that. So I'm, I'm looking to see what th- that what's going to happen with that. And I think Brees has kind of been subtweeting like, our running back room, good. We good. He said that all season, like when the Jets were allegedly interested in Ezekiel Elliott, he said, nah, we good. Robert Solid said, nah, running back room's good. We're good. So What's going to happen when he size? That one could size. And I want Hard Knocks to show the behind the scenes of how they welcome him to the locker room. I'm sure it'll be with open arms. But, like, when it drops and they're not expecting it, they're going to be like, oh, well, we just got better. Or is it, oh, time to step it up, Michael Carr. Time to step it up, Izzy. Time to step it up, Bam. Because one of your roster spots might be on the line here. And so – Two more things I'm looking for here, and it's probably going to be a lot more, is one, who's going to be that underrated rookie who makes the roster that nobody expected, nobody saw it coming? Like, I think one year, was it last year, it was Lawrence Cager, tight end, and then they rushed Lawrence Cager out there week one and was throwing him the ball instead of the guy they took, 10 overall. And everybody, like, what are you doing? Give the ball to Garrett Wilson. Let's see what he has. Stop throwing to Lawrence Cager. Now, he got cut. Pretty sure he went to the Giants. He made a nice little roll for himself there. And so we're going to see who's going to be that next star because the next star, the next player who nobody expects to make the roster but still makes the roster. Me, personally, I'm looking forward to seeing if uh, – God, tight end the name, forgetting me now. But they got a really deep tight end roster here. So they got C.J. Conklin, Tyler Conklin. C.J. Uzama, and then Jeremy Rucker, who they took in the third round last year, I think, but he didn't play because he had hurt his foot with a Liz Frank injury. So there's a lot of expectations for Jeremy Rucker because, well, C.J. Uzama can block well. Tyler Conklin can catch well. They say Jeremy Rucker can do both of those well. So he's the most complete tight end, and they're really looking forward to him making a nice leap this year. So... The tight end I couldn't remember the name was Kenny Yaboa. Kenny Yaboa is a good player. Good special teams player. Good fourth tight end. Could be a good third tight end, but there's only so many spots on the Jets roster, so who knows if he'll be able to make it or stick around. And the last thing I have for you here is uh, Quentin Williams. We are seven days away. The Jets report seven days from now to training camp. And as of now, he's still not signed. So, What's going to happen with that? I mean, the contract basically wrote itself. And if you look at all the other deals that people did, um, the Jeffrey Simmons deal, and there was another tackle, It's like the framework is there. Four years, 97, 98, 99 million. Now, Quentin has alluded to on Twitter that it's not about money. It's about years. Seemingly, the Jets want him for five years, and he wants a shorter contract for four. So With training camp coming up in seven days, and that is mandatory, will he just not show up and get fined a crazy amount of money in order to make the Jets feel some pressure and to get that contract? Or will he show up and just sit in? He'll show up? Oh, man. First day out there, uh, my back hurt a little bit. It's a little tight. And then just ride it out, just sit there and not participate until the Jets say okay, this is enough. Enough is enough. The hard on cameras are here. They're asking you how your back is doing every day. They're asking us every day how you doing. Let's just get this contract done. We'll give you your five years or your four years, whatever it is you're looking for, and we'll just make this thing stop now. Welcome. You're going to be a Jet for at least the next three or four years. And they need him because that defensive line was not the same last year when he went out. And we know Carl Lawson wasn't the same, but they still didn't have any juice, Right. And Quentin Williams was an absolute savage when he was out there in the middle of the field. So those are some of the training camp headlines I am looking for here. Let me know what you think. Um, Comment comment below, send a review, give me five stars. Do anything you can and get get to me and let me know. uh, What what are you looking forward to? Are you looking forward to the Jets watching, being on hard knocks? Are you going to watch every episode like I am and then probably do an initial reaction podcast because I'm a sicko? Let me know. As always, um, I'm gonna try to do these podcasts a little bit more regularly here. We got the AFC South Preview Podcast coming with Christian soon, so be on the lookout for that. Um, I think I might upload this one only as an audio. If you want the video for it though, cause I am recording video, subscribe to the Patreon in the link, super cheap. It might be a dollar or $2 a month for that Patreon and you get to look at my beautiful face. So subscribe to that in the link. If not, just do audio Try to drop another video on probably the AFC style preview. So thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. It's not your average tea time podcast. Hope you enjoy. Talk to you soon.